I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello and welcome to My Millennial Property with John Pigeon and I'm joined by Emily Wallace. Hello, Emily. As always, every week I'm here. You are indeed. You haven't left us. We conned you to do three episodes and you're still here. So thank you for um, coming on board. I must like you guys or something. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm here. Yeah, and I think our listeners like you too, which helps. Oh, that's nice. Mm. I'm glad they do. Look, um, before we get into this epic topic today, we need to shout out to the great Sean Wellman at Wellman Finance. Keep him in the mix for all your needs. We wouldn't be able to do this show without him. Um, So if you need a loan, if you need to restructure, if you just want to talk finance, he's an educator in that space and uh, he's very good at what he does. So wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash m3 so emily rent money is dead money is it is well, it though let's let's tear it apart and, <laughs> uh, and and talk about this topic that when i grew up rent money was dead money mm. what's happening in in 2020 is it still the case well by my account no i mean i've heard the saying plenty of times definitely but I don't know that I agree with the saying. I don't think it is dead money if you're rent vesting. Yes. So that's what we're going to talk about today, rent vesting, which is the 2020 version of just renting and going and investing somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. And it's become such a term. Do you know what? I don't think rent vesting, like the term actually existed a, a few years ago. It's like it maybe it hit Urban Dictionary and now it's a thing. <laughs> yes. But rent vesting, just to clarify for people who've never heard of rent vesting, it means you rent where you live and you invest in an investment property alongside each other. So you're doing both at the same time. Now, you're a very good person to talk about this because you are currently doing this at the moment, aren't you? Correct. I'm I'm a rent vester and a proud one at that. Yes. Yeah. So I'll talk about my situation in a moment, but mm. why did you decide to rent vest? So the probably one of the largest reasons I decided to rent vest is number one, I wanted to get into the property market uh, as soon as I possibly could. So I was 24 when I bought my investment property and I also wanted to live a particular lifestyle. Now, when I looked at my financial situation and my borrowing capacity versus the the rent of what I was paying in the suburb of Elwood in uh, Melbourne, shout out to any Elwood people listening, is it, the it made sense for me to rent there because trying to buy that two bedroom apartment I was renting and the mortgage repayments on that was far greater than the than the weekly rental that I was spending. And as I said, I wanted to get into the market, so I pinpointed a suburb that I thought was set for growth and I could manage very well. I could get a tenant in there easily. And to be honest with you, the best part of it is I forget I have a rental property some some of the time. I forget yeah. I own an investment because it just ticks along so nicely. And I think that's the goal, right? To uh, not have it hassle you. 
Absolutely, yeah. And, and look, there's there's so many reasons as to why you would do it, but it, it's just been the general consensus. Um, or, or we talk about that great Aussie dream, don't we, of uh, of owning our own home or, or living in our own home at least. But yeah, as you said, I think the trend is changing and, and you gave the example there as to why you did it and you can live in an area of your choice um, and go and invest and create your wealth somewhere else. Um, you know that when you're rent vesting, you've got no bad debt in your life as such because um, all of your investment debt is tax deductible, right? Whereas your own home, you're living in it, you've got a, a thumping big mortgage and that's not tax deductible debt because it's not income producing. So when I first um, came out of university, I rented because that's what I did and I was trying to save some money and... I bought a home where I was working at the time, but I still chose to uh, rent, right, which I didn't know at the time, but I was rent vesting, right, <laughs> because I'd read enough books and, and spoken to enough mentors to, to realize that that was the way forward. Now, when I was doing that, I copped a whole heap of backlash because all of my other friends were buying their own home and living in it. Why, John, why would you not live in the home that you bought? Right, and without telling them that they were wrong, I think it was a very common thing to be doing, and and I think that's gradually changing as we go. But what I I found over the time was when you do the numbers, a lot depends on the interest rate. And I'll give you an example of this: if you're renting for five hundred dollars a week, that's a total of twenty five grand a year, give or take, that you'll be paying in rent. Now. At the moment, interest rates are at an all-time low, so they're under 3%, but I'll call it 3% as an average. $800,000 mortgage interest only is is twenty four grand a year at 3%, okay? So depending on where you want to buy, if it's Elwood or Horsham, right, very much depends on whether you decide to rent or not, okay? So the median price in Melbourne at the moment, what would you say it is? Oh, for a house or an apartment? For a house. For a house, oh, it'd have to be up around the mill, over the mill mark for a, for a three-bedroom family home. Yeah, okay. So number one, you need to have the deposit amount for that, don't you? Mm. Number two, you need to then service that loan or have the income to be able to service that loan. For a lot of people, that's just unachievable. And the same is happening in Sydney. So Yes, I'd love to live in, as you said, Elwood or Manly or uh, Bondi, wherever it is, but I can't afford to get in there. So rent vesting is maybe not the wealth creation strategy that I first thought. It's just by default what I have to do. And that's what's changed in the last five to 10 years. I think the scope's really changed around it. And I think um, another component of rent vesting that's often overlooked is when you're in your sort of early mid 20s even towards your 30s you might not actually know where you want to live for the next 10 years and that was actually another reason for myself personally I know for others is that I didn't want to be bound to one particular house for the next seven to eight years because I bought it so I actually think rent vesting in addition to it, you know, helping you create wealth, it actually gives you flexibility on where you want to live and you can go and try out other suburbs on a six or 12 month rental um, while you're sussing out where you want to really plant your roots, which I think in your 
you know, younger stages of life, you might not actually know where you want to be. Could change drastically with work, with who you meet, partner. Yeah. So I think it's another reason why rent vesting can be appealing to the younger generation, the millennials. So you're saying renting's like dating and, and buying your own home to live in is like getting married. That is the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. That's, I'm not ready to get married. No. I still want to date and see <laughs> other people and, uh, and and have choices in my life. <laughs> so That's a good one. That's a really good one. I'm going to quote that. <laughs> quote that. So, yeah, that, that's a really good point. And, and I don't know, and, and our listeners are pretty savvy, right? And they would do mm. a lot of reading around a lot of things. They will find that most of the world's wealthy still rent to this day. They rent on the beach or they rent front and center of all amenities where they want to be for $1,000 a week and have multiple assets right around the, around the world and live happily ever after. And as you say, they have choices to say, well, in 12 months' time, I might move to the next suburb as opposed to it being a barrier in their mind. It's like, oh, what if the t- uh, landlord kicks me out or what if they want to move into themselves, right? Mm. How do you find that? As a as a renter, oh, in terms of the fear of them maybe selling the property or mm. booting me out, yeah. Look, I mean, I actually I've just moved rentals only only just two months ago. I moved into a new rental, and the first thing I asked the property manager was, "Is the landlord intending on selling in the next twelve months?" Yep. I asked straight out because it's only two years old. It's a really neat property, yeah, and I'd buy it maybe. And she said, "No, no, no, definitely no intentions to uh, sell the property." But you know, glad you asked. Obviously, on the, the by the same token, the landlord wants a commitment of a minimum of twelve months from the tenant. So I guess that sort of eased my fears. But I mean, they have to give you notice period anyway, mm. and. Look, if the worst thing that happens is I have to up and find a new place and experience a new suburb or a new lifestyle, I'm actually okay with that. I know not everybody would cope with that. Um, maybe they really like having stability in where they live for a number of years, but yeah. I actually see that as an opportunity to go and discover something new. Yeah. So, what you've said right there is mindset, isn't it? Mm. It's the, You're seeing it as a positive, whereas a lot of people would see it as a negative. Right, and I think when you're, if you're listening, thinking, yeah, maybe rent vesting's for me, or maybe it's not. Um, have a, a a think about that point right there. Is am I okay to do that? Does that excite me, or does that annoy me and scare the life out of me? Right. If it's the latter, then it may be a better option to to just buy your own home and, and get that done. Yeah, you're so right. Mindset comes in into it massively. I think if you're someone who wants stability and wants to create stability then yeah, maybe owning your own place, knowing it's not going anywhere is probably a better option for you if you're that way inclined, definitely. Mm. Now, there's been a new version of RentVesta oh. and it's come in the last 12 months. Now, the last 12 months, good, bad or otherwise, has created some um, incentives for first homeowners. Yes, They've said, right, we can have 25 grand, we can have 20 grand, we can have no stamp duty, all these concessions and, and money being thrown at us. So first home buyers are, are in this pickle of, do I take all this money and, and live in my own home or do I just ignore it and go and rent vest elsewhere? Now, it's a brave person to do the latter because you're giving up potentially 45k on the table right away or up to 45k so the new version is well i'm going to take all the incentives 
And then in 12 months' time, I'll move out and go back to rent vesting. Yeah, that honestly is so common. And on the um, Facebook community group for My Millennial Money, I see that question get asked a lot. Have people done it? You know, should I do it this way for the incentives? But, you know, we're building or we've bought in an area that we don't really want to live in. Should we suck it up for 12 months? It's a really tricky one. There's no right or wrong answer to it. It's obviously down to personal circumstances, but you're so right. It's a new wave of rent vesters who are like a delayed rent vester. Mm. They've had the the 12 months, um, well, I know in Victoria, it's 12 months you have to live in the property for it to be considered, you know, entitled to, to all those incentives. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, do you suck it up and live somewhere that you don't really want to live mm. um, to get all the money? Maybe. Yeah, look, I've had dozens and dozens of clients do that this year and mm. it, it's been a real strategic play. It, it's identifying the area that uh, for, for growth, obviously, but also the stars need to align to say, well, can I commute to work knowing that I'm living in that uh, location, which might be further away from work than where I was previously renting. So yeah, the, the ducks need to be in a row and the stars need to align, but I, I definitely think it's, um, it needs to be entered into. You, you're literally getting the best of both worlds there. Most definitely. I think it's some food for thought for our listeners if they're thinking about buying with those incentives, particularly at the moment, there's a lot of incentives around by the government um, to help our economy boost back. Mm. Certainly a, a point of reflection. We are going to take a little break for a minute, but when we come back, we're going to talk about life in rent vesting and then life beyond rent vesting. What lies ahead after you've become a rent vester in the first place? Awesome. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, Emily... Yes. I'm going to ask you a personal question right now. Go for it. How long are you going to rent vest for? I haven't put a number of years on it, but as you mentioned that beautiful phrase before about getting married to a property, uh, it will be, I will buy my own home to live in when I am definite that I want to live there for a very long time. Now, at this stage, I can't see that happening anytime soon. 
I love change. Uh, I love trying new areas. And I really like the fact that I own property and I even forget that I own property because rent vesting works so well for me. Mm. So personally for me, until I'm really definite on an area, now that might include kids in a school zone, potentially, that might be the reason that it, that it comes about. But I haven't traveled enough yet, John. I haven't seen the world. I need to get out there. And I can't, I don't want to repay a mortgage, you know, while I'm off in France or Europe. Mm. I want to make sure that my, my money's working for me while I'm on holiday. So, so it's a flexibility play, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And, you know, having someone pay down your mortgage while you're off on holidays, Sounds not good. a bad idea. Yeah, for sure. So that's a really important point is knowing where your long-term location is going to be before you decide, yeah, this is going to be my home for the next 20 years. Some people go and buy their own home just because they like living in their own home, regardless of whether it's going to be their long-term location or not, which which is okay. You, you, you pay no capital gains when you sell it. And uh, there's obviously some positives of that. For, for me, it was, I think a lot of people say, well, when I start a family, I want to live in my own home. Mm. Now, for me, it was, well, my wife said I want to live in our own home, so let's go and buy one sort of thing. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't mind still renting if um, if that was uh, totally up to me. But I rent vested for 15 years before wow. – uh, and people fall off their chair when they hear that. It's like, mm. why, why did you rent for so long? Right, but it enabled me because I was transient with business and I was moving around a little bit and I wanted to grow my portfolio. Um, I it, it didn't fuss me and, it, and like you, it quite excited me by the fact of, well, if the landlord wants me to move out in six months' time, um, I'll think about where I'd like to live next. Um, so mm. it was a bit of a game to be able to check out some different places. But time for me to settle down was when, okay, we've got um, two kids now, uh, we know that this suburb or, or this area is going to be our next 15 to 20 year location. So let's let's down our roots and, um, and, and purchase something to live in. Definitely. And I think uh, another component of that, you mentioned about people, you know, buying their home and they, they might not buy it because they're going to live there forever, but that's where they want to be right now. Another trend I have seen is people buying a property as an investment with the intention to live in it five, six years down the track. It's almost the reverse, isn't it? Yeah. And I've actually worked with clients who have done that, uh, who, especially downsizers, the old downsizers, they love buying ahead of the game. Yeah. Get their get their toe in, make sure they've secured the property they're going to live in on the other end once they downsize in their big home. But that also does happen with family home buying that they, you know, buy it when they're 26, 27, knowing they're going to move into it in their early to mid 30s and they've already got their home sorted but it's been paid down in the interim which is yeah. a really cool concept it is a cool concept I, I quite like it because what it does it, it gets you skin in the game in a hopefully an emerging market so if you bought in for say six hundred thousand, and by the time you move in it's worth a million dollars like that's that's gold isn't it versus mm-hmm. saying well now i want to buy my own home now it's going to cost me a million dollars. I think it's a really smart play. And and I think like at the start of the show, we said rent money is dead money. Well, it's dead 
only if you're not doing something else with your money, right? If you're mm. just simply paying rent and, and doing nothing else, doing no saving, no investing, then 100% it's, it's dead. But yeah, looking at it from a wealth creation point of view and then combining that with your lifestyle is, is the important point. And that's why there's no one size fits all in all of this, is it? Definitely. And can I just say to our listeners that I think, and particularly in the clients that I deal with, right, a lot of millennials, we have parents, um, uncles, aunties, grandparents who were so big on that Australian dream, the great Australian dream of owning your own home to move into. And that was the done thing. If you are hearing those comments around, oh, you should buy your own home first, but that's not really what you want to do, ensure that you're aware that this is your own path to wealth and your own lifestyle and try not to be listening to opinions of people who did it back in their day because it worked that way. I think it's really important to acknowledge that, that just because your parents bought their own home at the ripe old age of 21 or 22 and moved in together and that was that doesn't mean you have to do the same. Things are changing and rent vesting is becoming more and more popular across Australia. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that, that's a really good point. So talking to people that maybe are on the other side of the fence, so to get a constructive conversation going as opposed to confirmation bias where this is what I want to do and I'll talk to people that are thinking the same thing so that it's confirmed in my head that that's the right decision, whereas we should be doing the opposite. So yeah, like anything, we're doing a heap of research around that. The other part of, um, I suppose, owning your own home and living in it is... It's not really getting the best of both worlds, but it's definitely helping with your finances is buying your own home and having your friends come in and help pay the mortgage down for you. Do you mm. see a lot of that in your um, work? I don't see a lot of it in my broad spectrum of work, but um, a bit closer to home, my brother is actually going to be doing that. Now, he is one of those people we spoke about before who is going to get all those incentives and live in the property um, for a little bit and he'll probably privately, or maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but anyway, um, he's probably going <laughs> to so privately not really gonna live there the other at all, rooms. is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can do that. I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, I think that is another way to pay down your mortgage is to actually have, you know, if you've got a three-bedroom house and there's, you're only a couple and you've bought ahead of the time expecting, you know, some children to come into the picture at a later date. Those other two rooms, I'd be renting them out for sure because it helps pay it down and mm. if you're happy living in that environment, then why not? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, there's um there's there's no one size fits all. Look, let's let's round out this whole rent vesting scenario. What are your two key questions that you would ask when you when you're deciding whether you would rent vest or not? Number one is if you're thinking about rent vesting, am I okay with the fact that renting can be um, a bit transient in that it can change, that mm -hmm. the landlord may want to sell? And number two is uh, am I okay with not owning my own home right now? You know, is that something that if it's a big goal of yours that you want to achieve, then rent vesting might not be for you. But if you're okay with that, and you're noticing that it's becoming more of a trend and it's more of a done thing, then I think that's that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I would just round it out by saying your decision shouldn't be based on your ego, right? Correct. Because uh, buying your own home to live in because that's – people think that I'm – wealthy or have the money or whatever it is that don't let it be a status play it's mm -hmm. it's got to be 
you've got to ask yourself the reason why. Why am I wanting to live in my own home? Is it for my family? Is it for my lifestyle? Is it uh, is it for for just that security of not knowing that I'm or knowing that I won't get kicked out, um, provided I pay the mortgage, or Am I happy to create some wealth in another way? Because all roads lead to Rome, don't they? You, you, as long as you're taking action in this whole financial journey, whether it's through buying your own home, whether it's through investing um, in shares or bonds or whatever it is, um, as long as you're doing something in the right direction, then um, you'll probably have a, a, a better result than most people out there. Most definitely. And you need to pick the path that's right for you and your circumstances and to ensure that you're happy with what you've chosen. And that's all that really matters. As long as you're happy where you are and what you're doing, that's the most important thing. Totally, totally, totally. So uh, look, that's uh, that's been enjoyable. I've uh, really enjoyed thrashing out the rent vest. We both... Well, you still do it. I did it for a long period of time, copped a lot of backlash, but uh, I've come out with scars and I'm, I'm free now. Um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, if we can say anything today, it is, do you want to be playing the field or do you want to get married? Exactly. Mm. Are you dating or are you willing to put a ring on it? That's right. <laughs> um, if you want to check out Emily Wallace in Melbourne for all your buyer's agent needs, please do so. Link to, will be in the show notes, won't they? 100% and right back at you, John. People, you should definitely check out John, particularly Central Coast, New South Wales. I know I, I tag you a lot in the Facebook group when I don't know what I'm talking about. I refer to John. He's a bit wiser than I am. He knows more. <laughs> don't know about that, but I've just been here longer. Mm. True, true. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your support, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we'll chat to you soon. Have a great week, guys. We'll speak to you very soon. All right. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.